Well, welcome. Yeah. I got fucking Chris Gillum on the show, everybody. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you it's coming out here, fun. man. Yeah. Hell so, yeah, dude. How long is the episode? How 30 long? minutes. You do 30 minute episodes. I like that, dude. I like the 30 minute app. Uh-huh. because no one's going to watch this for an hour. Exactly. To be honest with you. No one will probably watch this past three minutes. No, they're probably turning it off right now. <laughs> to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is going to be great. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I hope you... I, I, I hope... I wish you success. You know what's really great is that... Um, you know, How old are you? I am 34. All right. So you started stand-up when you're 34. You're starting a podcast in 2023. Uh, what's next for you? Buying Dogecoin? <laughs> I have Dogecoin. Yeah, see? I've been on that trend. My point exactly. So I... Yeah. The joke is you arrive to the party a little late. Uh, always. Yeah. That's how I always am, dude. That's good. And I leave too early. Do you? Yeah. So did you sell it? Oh, so you... But you still have the... The Doge... I... You still have the Dogecoin or did you sell it? I still have the Dogecoin. Okay. I st- it's still sitting there. I don't know how much is in there, but it's what still is sitting it? there. What's the price of... Is it... It's got to be less than a penny at this point, right? Dogecoin? It's... About three pennies. Yeah. But I bought it when it was one, so I'm. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I've tripled my money. And I'm, I'm hoping with, I'm hoping that it, 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 it comes through. I'm hoping Elon tweets again. Right? Was it almost a dollar at some point? It, it got up to like 50 cents or something like that, I think. That's fine. I can't remember. I've tripled my money, he says. <laughs> I've tripled my money, Went dude. from a penny to three pennies. That's really funny. Um, yeah, man. Well, dude, you look like the fucking um, fat Chris Pratt, dude. You're like oh, that's funny. Chris Fat. All right, I'm gonna leave. This isn't what? fun. This isn't fun for me. You know, like I come here, I drove two and a half hours to get here from Pacoima. You call me Chris Fat? Seriously? Turn it off. Right now? Yeah. No, come on, dude. Okay, just I need a moment. Uh, I notice you have two cats. They're very thin. How are you going to have them for dinner? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. It's all in good fun, right? All in good fun, dude. Yeah. All in good fun. I apologize. It's okay. Um. Anyways. Well, this is awkward now. Yeah, that's very awkward now. Yeah. Um, You're from the Philippines? No. My parents are from the Philippines. Where are you from? I'm from Hawaii. Born in Hawaii and then raised in that's Vegas. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that's because the Philippines are Southeast Asia, right? It's an island off I, Southeast Asia. It, it's it's an island, but I don't know, dude. Like for the past couple of years, I, I'll, I've always put Asian when I do any paperwork. Me right? too. But <laughs> I do. What are they going to say? You don't look Asian? That's racist. But lately, they've been, uh, what's it called? Like, Pacific Islander is what I'm supposed to be putting, which I have, I mean, it's whatever, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I have no preference. Like, yeah. I'm Asian. Yeah. I thought throughout my whole life, you know? And you, too. I'm quarter Asian. Are you really? Yeah, I'm quarter Japanese. Get the fuck out of here. I am, yeah. I, I actually a, see it in the eyes now. That's what they. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Also in the penis, <laughs> if you want to see that. No. Uh, but yeah, I have a grandmother who's, uh, well, she's. She's since passed away, unfortunately. Peace be upon her. But yeah, she uh, she was full Japanese when she was alive. No shit, dude. Yeah, full Japanese when she was alive. What is she now? She's a spiritual entity existing beyond this realm. Hmm. So devoid of all, uh, you know, 
ethnical and ethical eth- ethnic and mm-hmm. oh i see i see yeah. she's one she is one she is one one with the universe yeah dude yeah speaking of which you do any drugs no no uh, no i'm uh i'm sober good for you yeah you've man. always been sober no <laughs> no uh no i had a i've been sober for almost three years now good for you man thank you what was the choice what like why um it's just it's just a blast every day you know it's just i thought i was having not enough fun no 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 what it was i just had a problem you know i have the i have the um the allergy they call it with alcohol mm-hmm. and uh drugs and drug you know I had some problems with that uh so i just you know during the pandemic i just decided you know enough was enough that was good dude that's really good cuz usually that's uh in my experience, that's when I started it all up again. You yeah. know what I mean? Right when the pandemic hit, I had nothing else to do. Yeah, man. It got pretty bad. Yeah. Got so pretty bad during the pan. The pan that's wild, dude. So that was your uh, your vice then? The alcohol? The, yeah. The, the, the devil's juice? The devil's... The devil's pussy juice. <laughs> that's right, man. I did. Is this... Can we curse here? I mean, yeah. Well, like, I'm not, it? It's not like I'm going to fucking get paid on YouTube from yeah. it. You know you, what might, I mean? you never know. This could blow up, man. I'm very popular on the tube. Are you? Yeah. For real? No. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I fucking... Uh, yesterday, speaking of which, yesterday, Jesus, how bad was that for me, man? It was like my first time on the mic. What happened? I fucking did the improv mic. Yeah. Yesterday. it was That was bad. Well, it's business as usual for you. Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. No, I'm just kidding, man. You know what it is, dude? You're two in your head. That's yeah. what it is. So let's talk about you, man. Why did you want to do stand-up? Why did you want to do comedy? Uh, I've always been interested in it. It was one of those things where it was something I wanted to get into. And a few years ago, I was actually prepared to do like my first open mic or whatever. And then I, I went. I, I was in. I was sitting in. And then I just got too nervous, too yeah. much in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I started working in film. And I was like, oh, I like the behind-the-camera stuff because... Mm-hmm. I can be comfortable there now and be creative. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, which is weird because I, like in high school and stuff like that, I would, and even throughout my twenties, I was always just out there and just always myself, you know, and yeah. comf- I, I like making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, just, you know, the whole strike thing happened. Yeah. Wasn't getting any jobs really. And then I was just like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. So technically, I, and I did it before my birthday. So technically, I was 33 when I started. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh. <laughs> you got best shot as anyone then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, no one is going to get famous doing stand-up. No, basically no one will have a career doing stand-up. In, in, in a way that they can support themselves, nobody. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's why I started the podcast, man. Yeah. I you mean, know? even, you know... When you really analyze like the business of it, mm-hmm. there's no money to be made. Mm-hmm. No money. Absolutely no money. I mean, for years, right? I mean, you'll just be doing like break-even gigs on the road, opening for people. You probably don't get paid much. Right. Producing your own shows. Everyone's like, I want to produce my own show, but I want to pay the comics. It's like, well, which one is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. How long have you been doing this? A year. A year? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you start? Um... You know, I have a very deep-seated, unhealthy need for attention. Fair enough. And uh, that it's kind of, you know, that's why everyone does stand-up, really. No, you know, I have kind of a cynical view about it because... uh, 
my it's like I like writing jokes more than I like performing them. And I, I've I've written a few jokes for people, and I get more satisfaction out of watching them do the joke that works than doing it myself. No kidding, dude. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So I think I'm gonna be like more focused in kind of a writing direction. Um, was that something that you right when, like when you started you had in mind, or was no. that something you thought of while you were going through your journey? No, when I started, I was like really serious about doing stand up. Right. And then. Um, you know, I just kind of like have, uh, you know, it's just some personal issues that uh, stop me from sort of like standing up in front of a bunch of people and kind mm-hmm. of like performing. It just seems kind of too self-congratulatory, a little too self-celebratory to sort of like, hey, everyone, look at me. It's kind of fun in the moment, you know, yeah. like especially if you have jokes that work, yeah. you do something spontaneous and everyone yeah, laughs. Yeah. That's kind of like why I started, and you know, I was always kind of like entertaining. I mean, everyone who's a stand-up will tell you the same story, basically. Like, I was always funny in school, and I was entertaining people. Yeah, true, also. very true. Yeah, so it's not unique in any way, but <laughs> I mean, seriously, um, you know, interacting with other comics is kind of exhausting because you know you see people like, I mean, you're cool, right? And then you know, people who, you, you know, I mean, you see comics like Robin Williams. And, uh, you know, just basically the greats. And I was like, oh, they were always on. They were always funny. And I f- they were always funny. And I feel like there's sort of a pressure or, like, an unspoken agreement that people have socially that, like, oh, I always need to try to be funny. Right. And it just gets exhausting. Yeah. I feel that. I do. I definitely feel that. Yeah. Because on the inside, you're just never that fucking happy every day. Yeah. Really? Every second of the day. I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And my humor kind of comes from a place of anger because I I sort of developed being funny as kind of a defense mechanism. Like, my brother used to bully me a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if I could make him laugh, he, he would kind of like not... It was just kind of disarming, you know? <laughs> I remember this one time when I got in a lot of trouble and my mom was like really upset with like really really mad and she was like and like listen like this is really bad news like this is really really bad and i can't remember what i said but it was like really funny and she didn't laugh but she said actually that's very funny <laughs> but you're still in a lot of trouble and so no fucking way dude. yeah so if i'm like it's kind re- of a funny bit i'm not gonna lie oh okay yeah cool thanks yeah but when i'm really pissed off i get really funny you know? What the fuck? That's wild. I know. That's really wild. Yeah. Um, but I also like, it's like, too, it's too in the, in the extremes, right? Like when I'm really pissed, I can be really funny. And then, here's another thing, Jesse, is that when I'm really angry, people laugh and I'm not trying to make them laugh. Like me being really pissed off and like trying to be seriously angry is funny to a lot of people. That's fucking wild. Dude. I know. Yeah. So how do you hand how do you handle that? Because I'm I, sometimes when if I'm angry mm-hmm. and then someone laughs at me while I'm angry, I get even more fucking pissed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I how, know. So well, it's always been like that. It's always been like that. So, because I was bullied a lot. Right. Right. Like growing up, just be there. There's a hundreds of reasons why. Right. And. So I would understand that the over time I would understand that the effect me being angry had on people. So I just kind of went with it because it's better than then laughing. 
I mean, they were laughing at me, but at a certain point, it's just kind of like, well, you're laughing, and it's less ridicule. It's more of like, hey, you're smiling, so hey, it must not be that bad, right? Right. So, yeah. That's crazy, dude. So I guess when you're just at your funniest, you're just pissed off. Well, and then there's the other end of the spectrum where I'm like in a really, really good mood and very happy, and I can just kind of it's before sort of a, sort of a more a playful attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm trying to uh, cultivate now. It's just kind of like a playfulness. Yeah. Because you know when you're mad and you're angry and it's and it's pretty clear that you're angry, it's kind of not fun for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you just start talk about in my experience, you just you notice that you just start talking about just random bullshit mm-hmm. that doesn't make, and that you're maybe opening up too much. Yes. Yeah. You, you can know? definitely overshare. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where know, it gets dangerous. We've all seen that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It was funny because I saw this one comedian opened up and you could tell this person was uncomfortable and you just saw, you just saw, and this person's usually fucking funny, dude. Yeah. He kills it, mm-hmm. you know, but it just, I mean, it happens. It happens. I do it all the time. Yeah. And not like I know anything about this shit. Well, that's learning. You know, we're all learning. Yeah. You're all learning. And there's this huge trap you can fall into of like, hey, here's what I think about stand-up comedy, and here's what you should do, and here's what you shouldn't do. Yeah. Especially in like the early few years of doing comedy, because mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, this is, on, you know, dozens of people are going to watch this, if mm-hmm. not, you know, five or six, if, if not <laughs> dozens. So you don't want to pin yourself down to having that opinion, and people are going to see you, and it's just a, a mess. Yeah. 100%, dude. Uh, you say you want to get into writing. You've been writing anything? Like, what do you like to write? Like, stand-up jokes? Do you like to write TV, movies? What do you like jokes. to write? Jokes. Yeah, I mostly write jokes. You okay. Know? I like, uh, you know, I want to, you know, write screenplays, do adaptations of, of books into screenplays. Cool stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting how... I was having this thought the other day how Quentin Tarantino was kind of like a very popular writer-director. Mm-hmm. But he ripped off his first movie, Reservoir Dogs. You know that? How? How so? It's just another Japanese movie, but with a different ending. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he's inspired by a lot of... uh, Right. He sort of... Homage. He picks and chooses, like, in the same way that George Lucas sort of picked and chose different things. Mm -hmm. But this is a very much a one-to-one cop, like, shot for shot, almost. Are you serious? Like that? Of another movie. And he just changed the ending. Reservoir Dogs, really? Right. And how it played out, too? Like the like the everything. flashbacks? Everything. 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 Oh, everything. What, what, what the fuck? Do you yeah. know what? Uh, I forget what the movie's called, but my point with that we is... We could probably pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. Yeah, pull it uh, up, Jamie. Wrong show. Go ahead, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's high. He's high. Yeah. Um, but my point, really, is not that everything that you think is good sucks, right? Or is a rip-off. But basically, like, there's this really great documentary that I recommend to everyone. It's called Everything is a Remix. Mm. And they're constantly, the guy who made it is constantly updating it with new examples. Uh, but basically, like, there's three stages to creativity. The first is to copy. And then, then the second one, I'm not intelligent, so you have to excuse me. But, like, the first one is to copy, basically. Uh-huh. And by copying, you learn what works. Right, exactly. And then if you do that enough, you'll start to have your own ideas and your own voice exactly. will be influenced on that. And then it's just to, to create your own. Mm-hmm. So that's how what film was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it makes sense that Tarantino did that because I know what his process was was that he would just watch a movie, write the script out, and then just change a few lines, and that was his process in the beginning. Really? You know? Yeah. That I, like when he was like poor, working at the video shop, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just his process, and you know, I tried to stay away from that for a long time, and then once I started doing that, I felt like I started finding my voice in terms of the film. What? What? 
I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, that's no, that's good. So you made? Did you go to film school? I did. Yeah. And then I started PAing, and then uh, and you started and what? PAing like pr- I was a oh, production PA-ing. assistant. Yeah. And then I was uh, just working on TVs and some independent movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's just long hours, dude. Yeah. Long hours. Long hours, right? Sometimes more, dude. Really? My first show, we were going 18. Oh, wow. We had the 21-hour day one time. Damn. Yeah. And then, you know, it's... What? I mean, it is what it is. You know you know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just wild how how like how much you, you, you're, you put out and, like, don't feel like you're getting anything back. I don't know. Do you put out? No. Yeah. No. How do you feel about the strike? Thoughts? It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it like it obviously doesn't affect well, it doesn't affect me in, well, it does because there's no nothing going on. But in a in a way it's just you know, I'm not gonna talk about it. I don't know enough to, too much about it. I yeah, just know that. From what I know, I I think uh you know, go to work, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get a job. Really, you know? Walmart's hiring, okay? Every grocery store I know, they're hiring. That's a union. Did you know that? The gro- What? Every grocery store, it's a whole union. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they have it because they went on strike, but it's, right. that's, decide, that's beside the point, really. Mm-hmm. The demands are too much. Yeah. And actors are the worst. You ever talk to a fucking actor? I, I have actor friends. Oh. <laughs> the most self-serving, self-congratulatory group of people I've ever had the displeasure of meeting. You have an actor friends? Yeah, I mean, I used I, I used to act. I know a lot of actors, okay. and they're insufferable. <laughs> of course, they have demands. Of course, you oh oh yeah no. You think they're a bunch of easygoing, nice folks? No, they're fucking. I don't like actors, man. I really don't. They're cool. I like them. I like them. You have to say that yeah. because you have actor friends, no. and they're no. probably. No, I'm not friends with all the actors, but the actor ones are they're real ones. Yeah, they're real ones. Yeah, good. I don't like actors, man. They're yeah. fucking annoying. Quote me on that too. Filmmakers, filmmakers are kind of weird, though. I'm not gonna lie. The whole there's community is weird. I went to uh, this a screening where it was just like a, a a short film, but it was like 40 minutes long, dude. And then <laughs> that doesn't sound like a short yeah, film at all. Dude. And the dude had like a fucking 40 minute A and A after, was just yeah. answering his own questions that no one was asking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I swear he just started it. And that I sounds like a great story. Yeah. Uh, what like word a, type of the question? So you might have thought, uh, "How big is your penis?" Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> I measured it with an electro with a uh, laser this morning, and I got the length and girth. And let me tell you more about the my measurement process and all this. But stuff. there's symbolism in the film with the, the, the length <laughs> with the and the length. girth of my penis within the film. I don't know if you noticed, but the film is 40 minutes long. What's a point? That's good because if you put a decimal in there. It's 4.0. But we'll come back to that. I, I don't have. I don't want to read it out for you. It's just a symbolism you'll have to find. Yeah, you have to find it yourself. I don't yeah. want to spell it out too it's much. It's art. Yeah, you gotta, whatever. But yeah, that, that, it's an it was it's an interesting uh interesting time making films and stuff like that. Sure. I don't know. Like I I talk a lot. I say a lot of stuff. Like I don't know if I'm gonna go back. But I mean, I just think storytelling is just in the blood, right? Especially with this, it's yeah, the same thing. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's, I agree. You just can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. You know. I it's agree. Wild. Here's some more shit about actors. <laughs> you know what I love about I, I used to have this bit that I did at open mics about yeah. how much how, how much actors suck. Uh-huh. And all everyone fro they're like this. Everyone at the mic. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. And it's like I thought we were comedians. I thought it's the same shit with like uh, you know, Isaac Hayes in South Park. 
Mm. You know, you yeah, know yeah, 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 chef. Yeah, chef. Mm-hmm. As soon as they made fun of Scientology, he was out of there, right? But it's like they made fun of everyone. everything, dude. Yeah, and so, oh, you're going to go there, you're going to talk about trans people and gay people and blacks and Chinese and Filipinos, and all of a sudden talks about you. Oh, I don't like that. He's talking about me. Fuck off. Yeah. You're a South Park fan? Love South Park, dude. I love, I've been watching it since I was a kid, dude. I love South Park. It's the, the greatest show ever written, literally. The writing is so fucking good. I don't know if you go that far. It is, dude. You think the greatest show ever written? Well, in terms of just what they do. What about animated show? Animated show? I would say the best animated show by far. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that's what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. The best greatest show ever written was, in my opinion, Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen Breaking Bad. It's amazing, dude. The, it fucking right holds up every time. Like Maybe like once every other year, I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah. It holds up, dude. It's amazing. I haven't seen Better Call Saul, and from what I hear, the writing is immensely better but yeah. i just haven't seen any of it i just don't like fanaticism mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. people you have to see it it's so mm-hmm. good it's like do i do i have to see it is it so good it is good uh, yeah i trust you but it is I, good. I just feel like most things are fine most things are just chill yeah it's yeah. just it's all fine everything is just it's fine yeah what's what's your favorite show um I don't know. I don't watch a whole lot of like. I don't like getting okay. sucked into. I really like The Last of Us. That was good. I okay. The Last of Us. Okay. But mostly because of the first episode. The the pilot mm. was very 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 good. good. Very good. It got slow after that. It got yeah, super there slow was, after there that. was some fill. I mean, as all TV has yeah. filler episodes, which they call character moments, mm-hmm. but really it's just filler, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. have to make it a certain. They have contracts with the studios. They have to make it a certain length, and uh, I don't. I because I didn't play the game. Mm, yeah, it's neither based did I. Off a video game. I heard the game's great, great though. Yeah, great storytelling. It, what I hear, it won all types of awards and stuff. Um, but yeah, I never, I didn't watch the game. I didn't play the game. They say that the, you know, it didn't follow the story of the game very well, or they left a lot of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. But you know, you big gamer. I used to be. Yeah, I had to give it up. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing with You get life, obsessed dude? with it, dude. Yes, that's why I don't like the obsession, the fanaticism. It's too, people get too excited about things. Do right. You know? I have more of like a baseline sort of existence on things. Just kind of flat, because I can't get too excited about shit, otherwise I get fanatic, because I have an addictive personality. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So here. that's what, that's why I could, I stopped drinking, stopped doing drugs. You know, I really just do like caffeine now. Dude, I was bad. It was bad, honestly. Like, if you ran into me four years ago, five years ago, weed, you know, cigarettes, alcohol, you know, so occasionally like a little, you know, little, little cocaine here, a little, <laughs> little cocaine here and there. A little booger sugar. Yeah, a little booger sugar for, you know, for, you know, for drinking, get the booger sugar going, you know, you know, having to, having even to, things out a bit. Yeah, you know, get a nice even keel happening. But yeah. And so ever since then, it's just. I, I get excited about doing things, mm-hmm. not consuming things. Ah, Do you see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Was that something that you did? Like, Well, it's just, no, it's just a natural process of what happens when you eliminate all of the external stimuli, uh, in my opinion. Right. Right? Like, when you stop drinking, the, the enjoyment, the excitement has to come from within as opposed to coming externally. Right. Right, so True. you have to create something, you have to do something, you have to make something in order to to feel good about yourself. So, like, if I don't do a little bit of writing, a little bit of 
stand up whatever every day. I just don't feel good. I don't feel like I've had a good day. If I don't exercise, right? Yeah. You can tell I'm in great shape. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel good about myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's basically it. That's wild, dude. That's wild. Because I still do it all. I don't do it like heavy excess. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm still smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I started them up again because stand up, dude, just because, you know, the waiting game, you're just fucking antsy all the time. Sure. You know, so just ripping cigs. Just ripping cigs. Ripping cigs, dude. (laughs) Hey, if you need me, I'll be outside ripping some cigs. Okay. (laughs) Ripping cigs. Fucking checking your watch. Dude, you ever, what 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 else do they call cigarettes? Um, what do they call them? Stogies? No, that's like Stogies a Stogies are good bones. Bones. Ripping the bones. Ripping the bones. Dude, yeah, that sounds kind of gay. Uh, <laughs> sucking bones, bro. Sucking bones. Maybe I'll be, su- I'll be sucking bones. Ripping, <laughs> sucking, sucking bones and kissing people on the lips. Nah, yeah, sucking bones is fine. Um, yeah, stogies is whatever, you know, that's your journey, man. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't tell people what to do. I don't say, you know, you know, if like, you know, if, if I'm having an intimate partner or something, I'd be like, listen, you know, yeah. you're a fucking yeah. piece of shit if you smoke. How old are you? 29. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were younger. I don't know why. Yeah. I have a baby face. Yeah, dude. I have a baby it helps. face. I have a face for the pedophiles. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Yeah. No, if I shave though, if I shave, then people, I look a that's, lot yeah, younger. That's true. And especially because I'm I'm a little a little portlier, mm-hmm. I look even younger. Portlier, portly. It's a name for being being fat. You know. I've never heard of that. No. Portlier. Portly. Well, portly is fat. Portly. He's portly. You ever heard portly? No, I've portly? never heard that. No. It's a good word. I like throwing it around. That's. I like that. It's very sophisticated. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you can't trigger anyone with portly. I'm a sophisticated fat ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I keep my shit. Keep my shit on lock. Uh, so you've been doing this for a year. I just want to get in just a little bit before. We run out of time. Uh, um, yeah, it's, just, it's a shame. It's a half an hour. I'm having a lot of fun. Same here, dude. Yeah. Same here. Honestly, um, you gotta you gotta come do my my podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. down, dude. I'm down. Yeah, man. Whenever you want, dude. It's good talk. Yeah. What 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 do you what do you do in your podcast? We just talk about nothing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of just riff. You know, you just riff, dude. Just let the riff juices flow. There you go, dude. It's, I call it, you know, the riff dojo. I like yeah, it. We have the Rift Dojo. Is that your place? There. Yeah. Okay. Come in there, just Rift, dude. Yeah, I'm just down, man. Riff a Lufbagus, you know. <laughs> just don't do any, don't do anything. Just let the mind do the work, you know. There and you that's go. Just about, it's about becoming loose, mm. you know, because that's what you need to be on stage. Just right. loose, no judgments, right? That's what John Cleese says. There's nothing that's going to make you uh, feel less creative than the fear of making a mistake. Mm. Yeah. That's deep, dude. Yeah, it is. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what's your process like? What like what's your process like throughout the week? Like what do you do? How, obviously you write jokes. Yeah. Um, obviously. How do you test those jokes? Um, yeah, I, I I I copy most of my process, the base level of it, and obviously I've added some things, subtracted things from from Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. He's uh, one of my one of my personal heroes. Um, uh, just basically, it's the, it's the it's the it's the back and forth between the, the notepad. And the stage, the notepad and the stage. You write, you think something's funny, you get feedback from the audience. Think something's funny, you get feedback, you, you change and tweak, change and tweak. Mm-hmm. And then it, you're only going to figure out if a joke is good with repetition. Right. And you have to get to a place where you've internalized the material, you're not reading it, right, and yeah. you're performing it. Right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to read this. this is, um, 
And basically, it's just kind of like operating a perspective of it's tough to get here, get there, but you just don't judge yourself and don't judge other people because that can be that can, you know, that can bring you down into a huge negative spiral of just like because most people who do stand up, especially open mic scene are not going to be good. And that's fine. Yeah, because it is, as George Carlin would say, it is a low art. It is an art of the people. Anyone can do it. All you need is sometimes you don't even need the five dollars. There are free mics. Mm-hmm. You just need to fucking you don't. There's no barrier of entry. You go to mics. The first mic I ever went to, there was a guy handing out lighters to people, and like he just filled this room with an undetectable gas, and we're gonna get all blown to shit. <laughs> I swear to God. And he was like dancing around. He was like, "I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo." And he's like tap dancing his feet, and he's like, "Hold the lighters up. Hold the lighters up." And so it's like anyone can do it, right? And it's all equal it's all equal because we're all in the same place we're all doing an open mic yeah don't compare yourself to other people worry about you right and Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing yeah because that can you can be you can get you can have a death by comparisons man and the the worst part about it is you're doing it to yourself Mm -hmm. no one else is doing it to you obviously you have to have standards for yourself right you have to push yourself because you don't have a boss. It's a, you're your own boss. Exactly, you're completely yeah. at the wits of your own merits. Mm-hmm. So you know, have standards, set goals for yourself. Say, I'm gonna write for this length of time. I want to write this many jokes today. Drew Carey, right? He's like, I wrote ten jokes a day for a year, and that was my system. And then if you write ten jokes a day for a year, you will be way ahead of anyone, right? That's very true. Yeah. Shit. And the joke is just doesn't have to be funny. It can just be. A, it just needs to follow the the setup punchline thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm curious to know, because again, you write. How much of the stuff do you actually do that you write? Because I I find stuff that I think is funny and I write it down. Yeah, don't it's not funny at all, and I won't take it to the stage. Yeah, that's the thing, right? A lot of the stuff <laughs> that I wrote, because you can't judge yourself, right? You, mm-hmm. the, the audience uh, is the final judge, so you just kind of do it. You just do it, you know. And a lot of the stuff, um, if you write a lot. Sometimes I have the problem I have like too much stuff mm-hmm. that I want to try out. So that's that's an issue also, but once you do it for long enough, you'll kind of develop a sort of an eye for like okay, this probably won't work and you kind of have like a you know, you you have a hierarchy of stuff that you want to do. Like you have uh Yeah. What do you call it? It's just like the the one that you want to do more than the others. Yeah. 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 You have you rank them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and be organized. That's a big one. Yeah. Be organized. I'm all over the place, dude. Right. I'm Organization is a big one for me because I don't want to show up to the mic and be going through the notes and be like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I do? Oh, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I'm organized with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a huge problem for me for a oh, long really? time. Yeah. So basically like every time, most of the time before I go, 90% of the time mm-hmm. before I go, I will have like a bullet point list of like, boom, 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 boom. Right. I'm going to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of open mics yet. I've just been doing the more improv just to get comfortable up there. And Good. just cause my, my writing was just awful. Yeah. But I am think I'm at the stage now where I can kind of start exploring more open mics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I did one uh, a couple of weeks ago, South pass. Uh, it's called the Barkley. Okay. The bar. And I thought I fucking bombed, but mm-hmm. apparently it wasn't that bad because everyone's coming up to me like it wasn't that bad, and I was like, "Fuck!" But they say that wasn't that bad. Is that what well? They no, mean? they said you're funny. Okay. Yeah, but 
Yeah, regardless. Yeah, regardless. It's fucking, it, you know it's a terrible bomb when someone comes up, hey, don't be so hard on yourself, man. That was, it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like all. that. It wasn't like that. Uh, That's hilarious. We've all had those, though. The terrible, the hardcore bombs. That was me yesterday, dude. No, no, dude, you can't bomb at an improv mic. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you'll just... When's the last time you bombed? All the time, dude. Yeah. All the time. But, see, when you do it long enough, you develop... Thick skin. Recovery skills, mm-hmm. also. Mm. That's interesting. And I think it's a huge mistake, a lot of people make this mistake, to blame the audience and to say, oh, well, guess you didn't like that one. I guess that didn't work. It's like, yeah, we know. We didn't laugh. Everyone knows it didn't work. Right. Just do some, say something else. Oh, right? that's interesting. Yeah. The recovery. <clears throat> the recovery skills. Like, a lot of the times, like, if you're naturally a funny person, which everyone who wants to, most people who want to, a lot of people are fucking insane, deranged. Mm-hmm. You'll never meet more mentally ill people than in the <laughs> open mic scene. I'm telling you. I mean, it's so many. Oh. But. It gets crazy. It gets crazy. But, um. If you're like a naturally funny person and you back yourself into a corner, like with really a bomb where like all the jokes you have are not like silent, quick, nothing. You can hear the AC. That's a bad one. (laughs) You can hear the AC. That's a bad one. That's where you can hear people breathing, coughing. I mean, it's bad. And then you just kind of like, this is why it's so important to be loose because things will just pop into your head and you say them. And it just cracks, right? Everyone just cracks. And then, you know, you have some good faith from there. Yeah. And also, a lot of a lot of what decides if you have a good set or not is intangible, right? Like, if you have a good riff at the top, you get a lot of goodwill towards that, right? If people right. are in a laughing, playful mood, mm-hmm. they will, they, you know, it's like a conditioning thing, mm-hmm. right? So, if, like, the first mm-hmm. thing you say is funny and, and it's not really, like, a prepared joke and it's just kind of, like, hanging in the ether of the room people will they'll laugh at a lot of your good stuff right like i did like a mic the other day and um i had like a riff off the top because uh-huh. it was like a new and you know what else is good too oh, oh let me finish this but yeah. i had a riff off the top and it was like funny and a lot of the material that i did after that like all of it worked but i tried it other places and it like wasn't as good that happens, right? Yeah. Like a lot. A lot. With the crowd. Yeah. It's a crowd thing. It's like an intangible thing. But another thing is good is going to different places mm-hmm. because your um, your brain recognizes that you're in a new atmosphere right. and you're in a totally different state. Huh. Because when you're in some place you know that's familiar, it's kind of a different feel. Yeah. Which I feel like it, the fourth wall has because that's the only place I've been really going. Yeah. You well, know, it has like a it has like a weird pull to it almost. A lot of people. It's it's crazy how when I first started uh, the one in Hollywood, that one, that one was cool. But and then the one in NoHo was like a dark hole. Like there was nothing. Yeah. You couldn't make anyone laugh. And now like I feel like last week in the past couple of weeks it's been a little bit more loose. Yeah. At that room, at the NoHo room. It's different at night too. Mm, I haven't gotten any of the open mics at night. The seven eight o'clock ones they can be pretty harrowing sometimes. Yeah. It's the people. Yeah. The people that go. So. It is. What are, what's what's the difference? Workers, probably nine to fivers. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Just getting off burnt of... out. A lot of low energy people. Yeah. It's basically like if you could imagine the exact opposite of a crowd that had has paid money to go to a show to laugh, it would be 
low energy open micers, basically. No. Yeah, I mean to get these people. I mean they're they're damaged people, right? We're damaged people. So to get it's them true. to laugh, you have to be like, oh yeah, I raped a cat and then I, you know, ate it and then you know I feel you know and then the best part was that it had a cream filling of my semen or some something disgusting like that. And people are like, oh, that's the funniest thing I heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they've been you know chopping lumber all whatever yeah. the fuck you know these are you know yeah that's true nine fivers dude. Yeah. Well, on that, dude, I've kept you a little bit longer. Oh, I'm sorry. But, dude, no, 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 no. I appreciate you fucking talking and coming over today, man. This Thank is great. Thank you for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. This is great, dude. Yeah. Tell my five followers where they can uh, follow you and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, you can follow me um, <clears throat> on Instagram at uh, Chris Gillum Show. And uh, that's basically my online presence as of now. Yeah? You don't have a YouTube or anything like that? Don't have a YouTube. Um, I was banned for being fat. Uh, they said it's fat phobic how fat you are. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have a YouTube right now, but I'll, I'll get one. Yeah, I'll get you one. should, especially yeah. if you have a podcast. Yeah, get, should get a YouTube cooking. Get a yeah. you know, Twitter uh, Spaces is the new thing now on Instagram. Yeah, Threads. Threads is what it's called. Threads. threads. Yeah, yeah, which everyone hopped onto that bag bandwagon a little too quick. Do you well, know what they, I mean? it feels like they went and then they came back. Yeah, and like there's nothing going on over but, there. But they heard about a new social thing and they hopped on it. Like all these people would have been Nazis, is my point. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> hey, there's a new social thing happening in Germany with uh, all the children should go. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm totally there. Can I link it to my Instagram? You know what I mean? All of you fuckers who joined Threads immediately would have been Nazis. That's my point. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess I would have been a Nazi, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Appreciate right, you, brother. Thank you, dude. Thank you. That was fucking fun.